Hello and welcome to Helix Reviews, the American Film Institute's top 100 movies. My name is David Arrington, bringing you number 78 on the list here, Modern Times. This came out in 1936. This is a Charlie Chaplin classic. I've seen like clips and bits of this movie here and there. You know, the part where he's like skating around on the skates, blindfolded thing, uh, where he's going around in the gears. I've seen those things before. And so, you know, when I saw, oh, this is the movie that's coming up here, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm curious about this movie just because of some of these bits that I've seen. Uh, I've seen little, I've seen some stuff from Charlie Chaplin, and he seems like the, the good, like, slapstick kind of humor that, uh, sometimes I enjoy if it's done right. Like, here's the deal. I like slapstick humor. I, I like this, like, kind of goofy, stupid humor, uh, that, that can be really funny to me. You know, the Johnny English movies, the, the Pink Panther movies, goofy, stupid, just, like, slapstick kind of humor, uh, that, that works for me a lot of times. Uh, you know, sometimes it's hit and miss, I guess, but it, it works for me a lot of times. That is my style of humor, but, uh, you know what? I guess, so, some of that worked in this movie. Sometimes I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Oh, sometimes that's kind of fun. But also, there are points in this movie that I just, I don't know, there's comedy moments that I just didn't really get. There's like a part where he's just started chasing around women with their wrench. Like he's going to like beat them to death or something. I'm just like, what in the world is going on? There's like no lead up to this moment or anything. He just suddenly starts chasing someone down with a wrench. And I'm like, what are you doing? What? It's, it's absurd, it's, it's ridiculous, you know, and, and that's what they're going for, this over-the-top ridiculous kind of comedy, right? But it's just, I don't know, there's, there's some of that comedy in there that I just didn't really get, you know? And I don't know if it's because it's like a super bold movie or if it's just, I don't know, just comedy I didn't really get. It's just, some of it's like, alright, I don't really get it, I, I don't think that's particularly funny, it's just like, what? Okay, that's weird. Um, but... Anyway, some of it is pretty funny, uh, and then other parts of it, it's, it's kind of hit and miss as far as the comedy goes overall. Uh, this is a silent film, which generally means I, I don't, I'm not normally a huge fan of silent films, uh, but this is not a completely silent film, which is, is weird. It comes out in 1927, I believe I mentioned that earlier, but that made me think, oh, this is just going to be a silent film, uh, like Nosferatu and Metropolis and some of these other ones that I've, I've talked about on the show before, uh, you know, that's, it's, you know, it does take something away from the movie because it doesn't have something very integral to, uh, our world, you know, and it's, it's not used for a creative effect, uh, like in the way that Hush, you know, the movie by Mike Flanagan, you know, will pull away from the sound for a large portions of that movie or different portions of that movie, uh, for creative, interesting creative effect. Uh, it's not for that. It's, it's like actually for just a lack of technology, you know? And so it, it does take something away from the movie overall, uh, for me, generally speaking. Uh, but this, again, this is not a completely silent film. It's mostly silent. Most of it is people just kind of motioning and you kind of figure it out that way. There's some things where it like pops up with the paper or whatever, the words that you can see, oh, this is what they're saying. And then there are a couple characters that speak with like actual words coming out of their mouth, you know, and then 
Like, they speak a few lines like that, and then they just go back to the silent movie. It's like, I guess this is very early on in the spoken movies, or like actual movies with humans talking in them, uh, because they apparently didn't have the technology to make everybody talk all the time or something, you know? So it's like, oh, okay, that's that's weird. I, I was surprised when early on in the movie, one of the characters started talking, and I was like, whoa, you're, you're actually speaking. That's weird. Okay, interesting. I also find it interesting that this movie uh, appears like this is like a futuristic movie for the time, I guess. There's things like Skype that show up in here where they're like talking through video to each other in different locations and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, they definitely did not have that when this movie came out. And so I was like, whoa, so this is like a futuristic movie that predicted things like Skype and being able to, to video chat with each other and things like that. That is super cool. That's really interesting. Overall, my experience with this movie, I mean, it's all right. It's okay. I, I think really this is where I find this movie most interesting is it's the, the historical perspective of this movie because I can give this movie one of the highest compliments you can give a movie. I can see where this inspired generations of movies, generations of comedies. I can see where this inspired, and Charlie Chaplin specifically inspired whole groups of actors, the comedic actors and stuff. You know, you, you wouldn't have movies like, you know, the Johnny English movies or the Pink Panther movies, like I mentioned before, or the Three Stooges, you know, Get Smart, uh, Gilligan's Island, Home Alone even, like all these, George of the Jungle, you know, all these, these over-the-top, goofy, ridiculous, slapstick kind of humor is all based on Charlie Chaplin type humor to movies that that he was in that he just did a really good job with this over the top ridiculous humor that he made it very popular and everybody loved it and then you get actors like uh, what's his name, Rowan Atkinson, that, uh, you know, Mr. Bean and Johnny English and all that, you know, you can see is like, oh, that Rowan Atkinson is a modern day Charlie Chaplin. And that's really cool. That's like, I honestly think that's one of the highest compliments you can give a movie is that it inspired tons of movies afterwards. And you can see its effect on movies going forward. And that is extremely cool, even though, I mean, honestly, I prefer a lot of the movies that came afterwards than this one. But still, it's, it's really cool to see, just from a historical perspective, where a lot of this uh, came from, where a lot of this was kind of originating from in movies. So very cool. So personally, I would give it like a, a three out of five stars as far as the enjoyability scale would go. But on the other hand, I think from a historical perspective, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, if you're a movie buff and you want to see where a lot of comedy that we have today and, and comedy that's kind of of yesteryear, you know, Three Stooges time period where that comedy was even more popular than it is today, but but even that's it's it all lead led up to what we have today. Go check this movie out because this movie, from a historical perspective, I do find fascinating. And uh, yeah, so that's my thoughts on Modern Times, number seventy eight on the American Film Institute's top one hundred movies. Up next we have number seventy seven. What do you know about that? All the President's Men is what we got here. So like a, a political thriller kind of thing here, I think. So until next time, this is David Arrington, Helix Reviews Podcast, signing out. Bye-bye. <laughs>